This is episode number 16, The Blame Train. This is The Path of Imperfection, a podcast for imperfect women and the imperfect men who love them. If you are ready to show how big your brave is and lean into this human experience, join the journey. I've got so much to cover today. (laughs) So let's get your to-do list out of the way. Number one, invite friends and family, the male person, your hair lady, those buddies you go to lunch with, whomever to subscribe to my rest stops and like my Facebook page. That will connect them to this podcast as well as to my ebook, Ministering Through Connection. Fun and exciting things are happening, y'all. Mind-blowing stuff. So you want to make sure that you get all that info and that those you love get all that info as well. Make that happen. Send that text, send that email, like my page, whatever, to pass that on to your loved ones. Y'all have heard the phrase that the truth hurts, right? You've probably used it a time or two or 20. (laughs) Have you ever noticed how that hurt feels inside of your body, how when the truth is said, it feels how that sounds in your head. Well, if you have no clue what that feels like or sounds like, what that body experience is and that thought experience is, you're going to love our walk past the blame train today. And pay attention when that, oh, preach, sister, preach comes in or the, oh, yuck, I think that that's me. I think that this feels awful and this stings. Pay attention to what that feels like. And we're not hopping on this blame train. I don't need for you to feel blame for this to be productive or helpful. We're just sticking with truth today. So pay attention. When you feel the truth bug bite you, notice it. Notice when it does, what's being talked about or what's being discussed. Notice how it feels in your body and how it sounds in your brain. Just pay attention to that. I have mentioned the blame train in different episodes. So today we are piecing all of that together and we're shining a huge spotlight on it. Today may create some discomfort, hopefully. Good. I'm going to lean into this stuff with you, that discomfort with you. Here we go. To answer the questions for all of you howcomers and you wires, just so we can get it out of the way, the answer to the question that you have why do we blame? Why do they blame? Why do I blame? Is this simple. Ready? Blaming happens to release or discharge discomfort or pain. That's it. Any other road you go down, well, it's because they don't know how to be accountable. It's because they've never learned otherwise. It's because they're entitled. It's because they're millennials. It's because they always want to be right. It's because they don't want to look bad. Or any other reason ties back to discharging discomfort or pain releasing it. That is why any way you slice it, pain isn't pleasant for most of us. I hear my kids in my head saying, no, duh, mom. We as living organisms don't like discomfort. This is not a shock to you. We avoid it. We try to stop it. We try to get rid of it most times. When our body feels discomfort, we become aware that something is not working. What do we usually do though? We reach out for comfort medicine, that caffeinated drink, that thing that numbs us or that turns the discomfort off, or blame. Blame is a really, really good numbing agent. That discomfort will keep showing up though, even if we try to get rid of it somehow. So there are typically three types of blame train writers. 
One writer is named outside blame. One writer is named inside blame. And the other writer is named fence blame. Outside blame is blaming outside of oneself. So blaming another person, a situation, a condition, a diagnosis, life experiences, circumstances, and can happen for ourselves or for someone else. So we can either blame in regards to things happening for ourselves, or we can blame in regards to things happening for somebody else. Make sense? Outside blame is, well, if this didn't happen, or if this wasn't present, then I wouldn't blah, blah, blah. Or I would be able to do this. It's, yeah, but yeah, but you blah, 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 or she da, da, da. It can even sound like, oh, I am so sorry I'm late. Traffic was ridiculous. I would have done this, but then that and that happened. Outside blame is boys will be boys, or you just know how girls can be. It's she would have turned in the assignment, but you didn't explain it well. Or what did you expect when this kid said this? Any kid would respond that way. It's, oh, well, they have ADHD or mm, they're autistic. They have depression. Or I have ADHD. I, I'm, I'm autistic or I have depression. I'm just so anxious. I can't da-da-da-da-da. All of those things are really good explanations. It's okay to explain stuff. They, however, do not get to be excuses for our thoughts, for our actions, for our words, for our behaviors. Situations, conditions, life experiences, circumstances, diagnoses, whatever it is, great explanations. They don't get to be excuses. Either your excuses or someone else's excuses. Outside blamers come across as aggressive, defensive, and cold most times. Inside blamers or inside blame is blaming inside oneself. So if you heard all that stuff about outside blame and outside blamers, you're like, girl, that is not me. I am exactly the opposite. See how this fits. Inside blame is owning everybody's stuff. It's blaming yourself for others' thoughts, feelings, words, actions. It's blaming yourself for your thoughts, feelings, words, and actions. It isn't self-awareness. It isn't mindfulness. It's one thing to be able to say, oh, that thought's not super helpful. That thought's not working for me. Blame feels different in your body. It isn't, dang, I did do that or I did say that. Mm, That doesn't work. I need to try something different again. It's, if I wouldn't have done this, then they wouldn't have done that. Maybe if I just said this or did this or didn't say this or didn't do that, then, then they wouldn't have done this or that. Well, I can't blame them. I'm this way. And so they have to be that way. It's, I'm just not blank enough. That's on me. It's my fault. Those who over apologize, those are the inside blamers. Oftentimes, inside blame sounds really mean. What is wrong with me? Why can't I just pull it together? I keep screwing up. These folks typically come across as people pleasing, apologetic, and soft. Fence blamers or fence blame is sometimes blaming others and sometimes blaming oneself. So fence blame is looking for someone to own it and assigning that to somebody. Maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's you. But someone is to blame here. Someone is at fault. If it's me, I'll take the blame. If it's someone else, I'll pass it to them. But it isn't what's happening here. It's more who did this and who didn't do this to make whatever is happening happening. What did or didn't get done. It's fault finding somewhere. That's fence blame. A lot of times we tell ourselves that if we can find out who is at fault, 
we can not only fix it this time, but we can prevent it from happening again. That is a very slippery slope because at the top of that slope, we think we know how steep it is, but we don't know until we're flying down the mountain. When we make it our job to fix them so that we get what we want or need, when we make it our job to fix us so they can give us what we want or need, or when we make it our job to fix us so they can have what they want or need, we do not factor in their agency and their right to choose. We don't factor in their feelings, their perspectives, and their opinions. We absolutely factor in what we think their thoughts, their feelings, their actions, their words might be, but we don't factor in their right to choose. We enter a land of assumptions and storytelling and we start filling in gaps. Blame is the mother of all excuses, victims, judgment, and shame. Blame births those things. Blame raises those things, feeds those things. Blame takes those babies to college. Blame eliminates accountability, creating compassion and empathy. So what can take blame's place? Y'all aren't going to like one speck of this a bit, but here it goes. In place of blame, we get to feel discomfort. When we choose to not board the blame train or to get off the blame train as quick as we can, we choose discomfort. That's what takes the place of blame. If you set blame aside, discomfort will show up. It's not awesome, <laughs> says me. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of times I want to kick discomfort in the teeth. I don't only want it gone. I want it to remember the kick it got in the teeth so that he can tell all of his friends what happens when he shows up in my world. But discomfort is a really good teacher. Discomfort is an awesome laboratory. Discomfort is information and typically has a message for us and a lesson for us. Discomfort allows curiosity. Discomfort allows vulnerability. Discomfort is a really good indicator that something isn't working for us. Getting it to go away by numbing it doesn't benefit us at all. It only prolongs the pain. It extends it, mutates it. Because just because you don't do your homework or show up to class doesn't mean the teacher stops showing up. The teacher keeps teaching. That discomfort will remain there until you notice it, get curious about it, and figure out something different. Again, discomfort is a really good indicator that something isn't working, either in your thoughts, in what you're doing, in what you're saying. Just because we get it to go away by using whatever avoidance tactic or numbing tactic that works for us doesn't mean it's gone. It just means it's gone for now. Now, maybe discomfort is there to teach us that we need to step up our accountability and put the victim out to pasture. Maybe it's there to help us take our own power back to help us make agreements with ourselves and with others, to help us realize that our worth doesn't change even if we say no, even if we don't try to fix. Maybe, just maybe, discomfort can move us from a place of broken to a place of healing. You do not have to throw people onto the blame train. You do not have to board it. If someone picks you up and throws you onto it, you just jump off that train. You tuck and roll. Get out of there. If you're standing at the ticket booth thinking that this is the only train that can get you from point A to point B, consider another mode of transportation. Consider an airplane, consider a bike, consider walking, because the blame train will not take you anywhere productive or helpful. It may say that it's headed to awareness or to accountability or to healing. It is not, because the blame train is not even welcome in those cities. You cannot have blame and accountability. 
You cannot have blame and awareness. You cannot have blame and healing. So let's commit to sit with this discomfort that comes up when we don't let blame in. If there is no one at fault, what's the information here? What knowledge can be obtained? Not what do they need to learn? What information is here for me? Let the discomfort teach you. And when it has, walk out of the classroom and do your homework. Lots of metaphors today. My word, you've got a journey this week. Go ahead and enjoy it while you brave the battle. Big news. I have written a book, an ebook. This is uncharted territory for me, but I'm leaning into what Father has told me to do. So here we go. <laughs> this book is called Ministering Through Connection. You can get a free copy chapter by chapter by going to my website and by clicking on the little pop-up that happens at the bottom middle of the page. Stick with it. I'm still ironing the kinks out of that. But when it pops up and you go to enter your name, if it shifts down a little bit, stay with that pop-up. Put your information in there so that you can get chapter by chapter ministering through connection. 